Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Hey y'all, morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My goodness. My God. My God. just like God. Ain't that just like God? Change it. Come on, y'all. Come on. My God. Ain't that just like God? Ain't that just like God? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. We thank you, we bless you, we praise you, we magnify you, we glorify you. Thank you. 
The world is changing, but God's love holds me steady. Can we put that in the comments today? God's love holds me steady. God's love holds me steady. Put that in the comments today. God's love holds me steady. Woo! Come on. God's love. If we really understood the power of his love, we really wouldn't care much about anything else. God's love. Thank you, Meredith. God's love holds me steady. God's love holds me steady. Come on. It's his love that holds me steady. God's love holds me steady. It's the stabilizer. Woo! It's the stabilizer. Can you think of that from, come on, Holy Spirit. Can you think of that from this perspective, John 3, 16? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It's his love that holds you steady. It's not nothing else. It's his love. When Jesus Christ um, died on the cross for our sins and grasped back, the gates of hell is his love that holds me steady. Come on, y'all. God's love holds me steady. We be looking for all these other things to stabilize us. We be looking for all these other things uh, to be of great importance. And it's his love. This is like, come on now. I wish we, oh, my God. My God. This morning, I need you to type this. Lord, or put it in your notes. Lord, show, show me the nature of you. Like, I don't think we understand the nature of God. I don't really think we understand how much God loves us. I don't think we really understand how he longs to love us. Come on now. Oh my God. Lord, show me your character. Lord, show me your character. Let me see your character. Because if I understood the character of God, then there would be no other relationship. Come on now. Ooh, come on now. Oh my God. Oh my God. My God, my God, what? There will be no other relationship that superseded. There will be nothing that ever got in the way of my relationship with God. Why? Because I understood the nature of God. I understood that the foundation and the kingdom is all built on love. Ooh, Lord, let me see your character. Let me discover your character. And can I, can I help you understand something even greater? If I understood the character of God, and I knew that I was made in his image. Woo! I would stay in his presence. I'm not saying that self-help books and all the other books are not important. They are. They're guidelines. They're directions. But I would be so hungry for the presence of God. Come on now. I would be so hungry for the presence of God. Because I know without a doubt my God, that's the nature, the character of God. Let me give you a definition for what I mean by character. Oh, my God. Let me, think, let me give you a definition of what, what I mean by character. What do, you, what do you mean by character? Because a lot of times we don't know. We don't know words like we think we know words. Well, we've been using words, right? When, uh, when we're talking about a character, uh, the character of God, we're talking about a mark. We're talking about a sign. We're talking about a symbol. Come on now. God is symbolic. There's a nature of God. Come on. The nature of God. There's a personality to God. God isn't bland. God isn't mute. God does not. God has a personality. Did you know God had a personality? 
God has a personality. You got to know that Woo, God has a personality. It's his moral. It's his ethical quality. God has a personality. God acts a certain kind of way. We're talking about the King of Glory. We're talking about the great I am. So I got to understand his nature. I need to know how God acts. And the only way that I know how God acts is that I get personal with him. That I get personal with him. And me getting personal with him is not a whole bunch of goosebumps. <laughs> oh my God. Who? I think I just felt the Lord. What if you didn't feel him? Do you think if you didn't feel him, you're not personal? Who I think? I think I just felt the Lord. No, it's not always a feeling. Understanding the character, the nature of God, being in His presence, being in His. Oh, I just, you know, I feel something special. Oh my God, you are something special. Well, if I'm always looking for a feeling, then I'll miss experience God because God's character sometimes is justice. God's character is sometimes correction. Come on, y'all. Let me give you this scripture. Matthew 22, 36 through um, 40th verse, right? It says, when the, um, when the Pharisees heard, I'm reading out the Message Bible again. Mike flipped today, I'm flipped When the Pharisees heard how he had bested, the, uh, the Sadducees, they gathered their forces on assault. So when they were asking him this, they were trying to gather forces against him. I'm just being for real. It says one of their religion scholars spoke for them, posing a question, which hope would show him up. They were trying to show Jesus up. When they posed this question, they were trying to show him up. They were looking for flaws in his character. He says here, he says, Jesus says, he says, teacher, right now they're calling him teacher, teacher. Which command in God's law is the most important, right? Which command in God's law is most important? That's what they ask the teacher. What's the, what, what command in God's law here is most important? So Jesus is saying to him, this is where Jesus is. Jesus is like, okay, this is what you need to do. If you want to know the most important thing, love the Lord your God with all your passion. I hear you, Holy Spirit, and prayer and intelligence. Love the Lord your God with all your passion, prayer, and intelligence. He says, this is the most important, the first on any list. And then love others as well as you love yourself. These two commands are pegs. Everything in God's laws and prophets hangs on the law of God. Let me give you another good scripture. My God. My, my God. Let me give you another scripture. Oh, my God. Ooh, come on now. Oh, my God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, pause. Put that right there in your notes, right? It says everything in the scriptures, everything in the law, everything is hung on love. Put on your, ooh, put on your notes this morning. Everything is hung on love. The whole kingdom, the whole law, the whole, this whole design from the very beginning is hung on love. This thing is hung in love. This thing is hung in love. Everything is hung in love. Ooh, everything is a, was created in love. Everything was designed in love, right? Everything was designed in love. So if I am made after, ooh, come on, my God. My God, my God. 
If I am made in the image of God, Genesis 1, 26 and 27, right? Ooh, Jesus. He says, then God said, let us make them in our own image according to our likeness. They will rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on earth. Ooh, so God created mankind in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and he created them female. We were created in God's image. I still want you to hold the pen to everything that's hung on love. But we are created in God's image, right? So we're human. We have human. We have purpose. Um, we have meaning even in the form of our physical bodies. That's why in the scripture where it says, Ooh, do Come on, God. Come on now. Come on. First Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit whom you have from God? So everything is hung on love. I'm made in the image of God. My body is a temple. Ooh, come on now. Come on now. Right? So we are all also connected to one another. Ooh, come on now. My God. God, we all connected. God describes us very in the beginning, Genesis 2, how everything was created to be connected. Genesis 2, everything was created to be connected. Gonna, the Holy Spirit about to tear up some stuff today. Everything was created, everything was created to be connected. When God started forming everything in Genesis 2, he was forming it, including man, from the dust of the earth. Then God breathes breath into his nostril and then takes a woman from man out of his eyes, right? We reflect God in genders. We do. Woman, man, man, and then woman, woman, a man with a womb. There is a difference. There is a man, God, period. Ain't no period. God created a man and then he created a woman with a womb. That's the creation of God, right? God created us. And intended us to live in relationship with himself. We were created. Put that in your notes this morning. I was created to live in relationship. Woo! I was created to live in relationship with God. But I was also created to live in relationship with creation. That means I'm not supposed to be isolated. Woo! Woo! My God. Come on now. I'm not supposed to be isolated. That means I'm not supposed to be isolated. That means if I'm isolated, something is wrong. Proverbs 18 and 1. Oh my God, come on now. Ooh, pull back on this thing. One who has isolated himself seeks his own desires and rejects sound judgment. <laughs> Everything, everything was created in love. Everything was created in love. Everything was designed in love. Everything was bound in love. Everything was made in love. God made us in his image. God made us in his image. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? My God. Then, so then I was not created to be isolated ever, right? Proverbs 18 and 1. One who I has isolated himself seeks his own desires. He rejects all sound judgment. I if, if I 
project all that. Well, God just has me in this space, you know, where, you know, I'm just kind of to myself. Even in that space, there will be prayer partners. There will be teachers. Come on now. If, I'm in, if God has me where he's pruning me, it's still not isolation where I'm cutting people off. Genesis 2 and 18. The Lord thy God said, it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for man to be alone. I'm going to make a helper suitable for him. So if you ever had a question to whether or not you were supposed to be alone, I'm not supposed to be alone. My men folk, you got a suitable helper. Women folk, you got a husband. You got a helmet. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10. Woo! Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other one can reach out and help. But someone, woo! say this, someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Woo! Come on now. My God. Someone who falls in love is in real trouble. If you fall and you're by, by yourself, you're in trouble. If you fall and you're by yourself, you're compromised. If you fall, Ecclesiastes 4 and 12, right? It says a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. There are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Whole kingdom is hung on love. Ecclesiastes 4 and 11. Likewise, two people lying close to each other can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? Christian fellowship is a must. If the whole principle of everything is designed on love, and I find myself trying to withdraw from everybody I connected to, that is not, unless it's a spiritual journey, you got to check your mo. That is, because everything else, if I find myself in a place where I'm finding it difficult to love people, and I'm supposed to be made in the image of my Father, and I'm supposed to be like God in His likeness, right? And He created me this way, and He designed me this way. Then my hard time having difficulty with people is not how God created me. It is not how God created me. God created me to be inter interconnected, interrelated, and interdependent. When I find myself always on the offense, always on the offense, I am too consumed and judgmental, highly opinionated about somebody else's life when the whole entire law is hung on love. I'm created in this image. My temple is the body of the Holy Spirit. Hold on, because I'm going to wrap this up so you can see this. So if I'm in constant issues with people, then there's a problem somewhere with the love. There's a problem with my love for the Father. 
There's a problem with me being in his image. Not a problem with the other folks. It's a problem with me. Because if I constantly have this problem in multiple relationships, then the heart check, as Julia said, is not for the other people. Everybody ain't doing you bad. The heart check is for yourself. Hebrews 10, 24, 25. It is time out for us being suspicious. You cannot, your suspicion isn't your discernment. Your suspicion that's keeping you from growing in relationships, your suspicion that's keeping you from having healthy relationships is you're wounded. Your heart is wounded. That was an assignment from the enemy. That don't come from nowhere else because the whole kingdom is hung on love. Everything we're supposed to be doing is supposed to be done in love. There's no, there's no loopholes. There's no justifications. There's no excuses. My God, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another toward love and good deeds. We want to be marked for God's glory, but not walk in love. It does not add up. It does not add up to kingdom. It's them, them bad attitudes. Them, um, those are misconceptions. Your suspicion is not discernment. You suspicious because you hurt. You suspicious because you hardened. Because if I really understood that I was made in the image of my father, then I'm going to be about my father's business because I need to be subduing and taking care of the earth. Hebrews 10, 24, 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see, as you see the day approaching, as the world gets worse. We're supposed to be getting closer and closer, not further apart. My God, as the, as the world gets worse, we're supposed to be getting closer and closer, not further apart. Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you not only look to his own interests, but the interests of others. My daily prayer. My God. I was listening to something yesterday, and he was saying, people who are offended look for offense. They look for something to be offended by. They look for something to be wrong with. The other day, I dropped a sip, right? I had a pink dress on. I had a pink lipstick on. Anybody connected to this devotional long enough know how I feel about lipstick. Y'all know y'all gonna see me in pink and color, all that other stuff, right? Heaven is full of colors. I dropped a devotional. I, I, I dropped a sip. I think that's what it was. I, there was one comment, and I deleted the comment. There was one comment that was up under the sip. And this is what the person said. Pink is not your color. <laughs> pink, is, pink is not your color. That's offense. We don't even know that looks like offense. They had a comment about what I was wearing. They were offended by the fact that I had on the color pink. That is not love. When we walk around picking each other apart, when we look walk around looking for what's wrong, for the next person, that 
love. <laughs> that is not, that is not love. Like that is not love. You, that is not the love of our Father. That is not your job here on earth to find out what's wrong with someone else. If you, if that, if you think God called you to be His policeman, you are so wrong. You are so wrong. They do. They need love. They needed love. They, they needed love. Offense is what comes. To pick a person apart because God's character, God's nature is love. God's love, character, God's nature is kindness. Because, well, what if the Lord sends me to correct somebody? Did he send you to correct somebody? <laughs> did he send you to correct somebody? And how did he send you to correct somebody? Because he is very clear in saying that sweet words that are like honey are more likely going to be soothing and are more likely going to get somebody's attention, more so me putting you on blast, more so me treating you bad. Why? Because everything we do is hold on long. Romans 15, Romans 15 and 1. We are strong, we who, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak. Let me say that again. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak. <laughs> you don't need that name. We, are, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak. I want to say that one more time. I need to look in both the cameras and say it. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. If somebody is weak, we are to be bearing with them. If somebody is not walking in love, we are to be bearing with them. Galatians 6 and 2, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fit, fulfill the law of Christ. Love fulfills the law of Christ. We've been wanting to do all these great, miraculous things. My God. Come on now. We've been wanting to do all these great, miraculous thing. Guess what? The most greatest thing that you can do. Go be loved today. Go, guess what you can go do? Go be loved today. Go intentionally be loved. Right? Go intentionally be loved. Hebrews 13, 1 and 2. Keep on loving one another. As brothers and sisters do not forget to show hospitality to angel to strangers. For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Woo! Come on now. Go be loved today. Intentionally. Going out your way to be loved today. Intentionally. Going out your way to be hospitable to strangers. Intentionally. Because remember, the whole kingdom is made on love. So then, can I just sum it up how the Lord showed it to me? If I am operating in a lesser position of love, then the Holy Spirit does not have access in my life. Because the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the teacher, the this is what Jesus said. Come on, Holy Spirit. Woo! My God, check my flesh today. This is what Jesus said. This is what Jesus said. He said, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said. That means every time something comes to test my gangster, 
gangster all the time, right? If I'm made in his image, if I understood that I, the Holy Spirit is at work in me, then really and truly, if I love God with all my heart and I'm loving neighbors as myself, the Holy Spirit, which is inside of me, should be positioned in a place where he immediately arrests my heart and there's a guard over my mouth. When I'm struggling with that, there is a gap in my love wall. And the Holy Spirit is being grieved and not allowed and not allowed to do the greater work in me. <laughs> Jesus said, the Holy Spirit is grieved. So at the end of the day, I'm supposed to be the whole law, the whole thing of everything that I do is supposed to be wrapped and embodied in the character of God, which is love. <laughs> which is which is love. Like, which is love. So God's image has been distorted because of our broken relationship with him. Woo! God's image has been distorted because of our broken relationship with him. So, my God, <laughs> so we confuse goodness with being selfish. Come on now. We confuse goodness with being selfish. We shame, right? So when we shame and we live in a possibility of being exposed, we won't even really properly attach ourselves to people the way we need to attach ourselves because shame tells us if we get too close to somebody, then our vulnerabilities should be exposed. We call it discernment. I'm not going to let you get close to me until I figured out who you are. Well, that ain't love. That ain't love. That, that ain't love. That ain't God's character. That ain't God's nature. That ain't how God acts. That ain't who God is. If I'm trying to, if, if your discernment really works, it'll tell you when you're in a dangerous situ situation. It'll be, it'll be just like the robot on the Robinson. Some of y'all too young for that. Danger Will Robinson. Danger Will Robinson. It'll tell you you're in a dangerous situation. It'll alert you that something else is going wrong. If your discernment is really working. <laughs> but until then, how are you going to be able to entertain a stranger if you're keeping yourself at a distance from everything that God loves? <laughs> Because God is a person, God is a spirit. And those that love him, worship him in spirit and in truth. Like, I'm going to worship him in spirit and truth. And one of the greatest ways I worship him in spirit and truth is love. So if I don't understand the character of God and I confuse who God is, then guess what's going to happen? It's going to confuse, it's going to confuse Everything I'm connected to, I'm going to be confused in my walk, and then I'm not going to be full of the Holy Spirit. We are not accomplishing all that we are supposed to accomplish on this earth because we don't, we are all the Holy, the Holy Spirit. We are, we started serving the homeless, and I would get out of my car and walk up in the camps, right? And everybody was like, you need to be careful in the camps. Well, if I don't go to the camps, how do they get served? If I, don't, if I don't pause and go into the camps, 
How do they get served? How do they get served? How do their needs get met? If I don't pause and take my time with you as a person, how do your needs get met? Because my only, Jesus was very clear. He said, I am not here to be served. I'm here to serve, right? People talk about the law of attraction. Come on, Holy Spirit. People talk about the law of attraction all the time, right? Whatever you put out there is what you're going to get at back. If I'm not getting love back, God said, do not be mocked. Whatever a man sows, he's going to reap. <laughs> he's going to reap. Whatever a man sows, he's going to reap, right? So if I sow love, I'm going to, I'm going to, come on now, I'm going to get that back. It's in, if you're not getting love back, if the people, if you're not getting, then something is off in the equilibrium of the kingdom. Because the whole kingdom is hung on love. You're somewhere outside the kingdom. Something in your life is outside the kingdom. Because if you're putting love out there, love comes back. That's a kingdom law. That's a, that's a kingdom law. So my nature, flesh nature, would tell me to withhold my love from people. My brokenness would tell me to withhold my love from people. My ignorance would tell me my love. My, there is no way. This is what the word of God says. There is no way. God said, how you going to love me? <laughs> how you going to love me and you ain't never seen me? <laughs> and then your brother who you see every day. Come on now. How you going to love? How you love me and never seen me? You ain't never seen me. You might have felt me. You might have been in my presence. But how you going to love me and you ain't never seen me? <laughs> how you love him and never seen him? Right? You trust him. You express joy towards him. <laughs> but you can't love the person next to you. You can't tap into the person next to you. <laughs> Come on now. That, that, that's why you got to test your own spirit. <laughs> I'm about to go. We about to go. You got to test your own spirit. When First when, John and 4. Come on, I hear you, Holy Spirit. He says, Dear friends, be, do not believe every spirit. But test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out in the world. Pause. Stop focusing on just the false prophet. If anything tells you to operate outside of love, if anything tells you, you need to test the spirit. <laughs> is that the spirit of God in me? This is how you recognize the Spirit of God. One, it acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, that in the flesh of God, right? But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is a spirit of an antichrist, which you have heard is coming and is now everywhere in the world, right? You dear children are from God. <laughs> and you have overcome them. <laughs> You're from God and you've overcome them. Because greater is the one who is in you than that is in the world. You need to test your own spirit. When your spirit starts pulling away you, you away from love. 
When your spirit starts pulling you into, when you start feeling angry, when you stop operating in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8, come on. I don't, I, this is this the journey this morning. This for me too. When you stop operating in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8, and I'm talking about operating in it, some, you need to be testing your own spirit. <laughs> and if the Holy Spirit is really inside you, the Holy Spirit going to start prodding you. That's not love. <laughs> That's not the way of the kingdom. When it came to Jesus, and they were like, if somebody knocks me out, I'm, that's the hip-hop version, if somebody slaps me, and he said, turn the other cheek. <laughs> right? But our broken nature teaches us to respond to the, to the offense. Go back to John, and let's get ready to get out of here. <laughs> Ooh, thank you for this word this morning. It says, we're from God. It says, they're from the world, and therefore speak. From the viewpoint of the world. We are not from the world. We should not be speaking from the viewpoint of the world. The world is suspicious. The world is angry. The world is mad. The world is anxious. The world is, the world is fearful. That is not from God. We are from God. And whoever knows God listens to them. They from the world speak from the viewpoint of the world and listen to the world. The world is going to tell you to not love. The world is going to tell you to not be forgiving. The world is going to turn around and tell you to be suspicious and even tell you it's discernment. Come on now. The world is going to tell you to be so consumed. Come on now. He says, dear friends, he says, we are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. If somebody's preaching on love and somebody gets on the devotional, then that's, that's not, you know, that is not, you're not reading and interpreting the scripture right where love is concerned. You know, God still wants you to know God expects you to love. <laughs> Dear friends, let us love one another from love. That's 1 John 4 and 8. From love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Period. Period. At the end of the statement, everyone who is from God loves God. He knows God. Whatever does not love does not know God because God is love. It's our dysfunction. It's not your discernment. It's your dysfunction. Discernment gonna tell you to love more. Discernment, discernment gonna tell you to be patient. Discernment, yep, yep, yep. There may be some places where you have to protect yourself. But guess what you're gonna do? You're gonna protect yourself in love. It says, dear friends, it's like, whoever does not love does not know God because, well, I'm loving you from a distance. You cannot love somebody from a distance. That's isolation. <laughs> You cannot love somebody from a, well, I'm just loving, I'm loving them at a distance. How? How when he created us to love? How do you love somebody from a distance? So my son was ex telling me this scenario, right? He said um, they were in a situation. It was a group of them. And one of the guys, he had been really studying love. One of the guys had just been just horrible in the group. Horrible, right? Just horrible in the group. And he said, well, it came to a moment where they was all about to eat and share food, right? Everybody else 
was bringing their food to the community. Everybody like, okay, like, you know, we in the dorm or something, and we all got food. Everybody was bringing their love, they food to the community. Somebody's bringing chips, somebody had some, some and they just going to sit and watch the game with their community and their communal food, right? While the person that had been acting up, they, they, they had decided we're going to isolate him because that's going to teach him. If isolation is to a person's detriment, we're going to isolate them because they're going to teach them, right? <laughs> isolation, but the word of God already tells us isolation is to a person's detriment, right? The word of God says an isolated person is set up for a trap. So they're going to isolate them. They're going to put them on the outside. My son said the spirit began to speak to him. And he told everybody else there. He said, you know what? We need to invite him in and let him eat with us. And everybody was like, what? Like, do what? He said, if we isolate him, he'll never learn how to get along. If we isolate him, he'll never learn how to love if he's never ever been properly shown forgiveness and shown how to love. Scripture, word of God says, do good <laughs> to those who hate you. Matt, Luke 6 and 27. But those of you who are willing to listen, I say love your enemies, but do good to those who hate you. <laughs> Bless those who curse you, curse you, and pray for those who, who, who misuse you. Right? That, that do good to them. Not isolate them. Not put them over to a side. So this is how God showed. Then he says, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that the, he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since... God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. <laughs> God loved you and gave Jesus to you, not because you was good, boo-boo. <laughs> you didn't get Jesus because you was good. <laughs> you got Jesus because you was jacked up. <laughs> you didn't get shown this demonstration of love because you was good. <laughs> I got Jesus, I'm Jesus, you know. God loves me so much. Jesus, Jesus came into my life. Baby, you got Jesus because you was jacked up. You needed Jesus because you was jacked up. You need Jesus daily because you jacked up. You need, boo boo, you ain't get Jesus. You ain't get Jesus because you was, oh, and you ain't get Jesus, that, no. <laughs> yeah, y'all, you got Jesus because you was jacked up. You got Jesus because you was sinful. You got Jesus because God loved you so much. He wants you to go to hell because hell is real. You got Jesus because God loved you so much. So then why, if we like God, do we not give Jesus? Give Jesus. If we so sensitive to discernment and the Holy Spirit, come on. 
Why do I not give you Jesus? <laughs> Why do you not get the Jesus in me? Why do you not get the Jesus in me? Why do you get everything else but Jesus? Because <laughs> I, I ain't operating in love. Because <laughs> I'm operating in principle. I'm operating in principle. My principles, not kingdom principles. <laughs> Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. That's why when I say, when I post and I send stuff out and I say, I love, I love you. <laughs> I love, I love you. I believe in you. Guess what? I love you. I believe in you. I don't have to know you to love you. I don't have to know what your character is like. I don't have to know what your nature is like. I don't, I, don't have to, I don't have to judge to see how good you've been for me to determine to love you. I love you because God's love is in me. If I'm in God, then my, I love because God's love is complete in me. So I can love a complete stranger with no problem, right? This fleshly love is different. It, it tells you to love based on points, <laughs> And point systems, right? So I can love complete strangers. I can walk up to, I hugged somebody in Sam's the other day. She was like, oh my gosh, your hair looks so good. I said, girl, give me a hug. <laughs> hug me. <laughs> hug me. So when I say I love you, guess what? Well, you don't know me to love you. I, I, I love God. I don't know you. I ain't supposed to know you to love you. I'm supposed to love you because God is love. And that's what flows inside of me. And that's what flows through me. <laughs> he says, dear friends, this is God so love. We supposed to love one another. We supposed to love. We supposed to love one another. He didn't say, you got to get to know the person before you love him. Lies, 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 lies. That's the world. <laughs> That's your flesh. That's your insecurity. That's you not understanding your righteousness. God's love is supposed to flow through you. How is God's gonna, love going to flow through you? What if you only had one second with somebody? <laughs> what if you only had 30 seconds? What if you only had five seconds with somebody? What if you didn't have that much time with somebody? What if your encounter with somebody was the only Jesus that somebody was going to experience? Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Your discernment could be suspicion. <laughs> and your suspicion can be predicated on your principles of brokenness. It says, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love made in us complete. We know that we live in him and he is in us because he has given of us his spirit. And we have been seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in him and he is in God. That's why you got to have more of the Holy Spirit to work out all of the funk in you. So that you can become more love. And you don't determine that love. This is the God kind of love. He says, he says, 
He says, and we have seen and testified the Father has sent his Son to the Savior. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, lives in him, and he in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete amongst us, so we have confidence on the day of judgment, because in this world, we are like him. <laughs> When we were broken, when we were sinful, when we were messed up, he gave us Jesus. Why are we not giving people Jesus? <laughs> there is no fear in love. When you understand the Father's love for you, you're not afraid to, I'm not afraid to love you. I'm not afraid to love you. I'm not cautioned. To love you. I'm not afraid to love you. My discernment, my true discernment is going to tell me if something's wrong with you. And then even in that, God is going to tell me how to love you. He's going to give me the strategies for how to love you. The reason I'm having problems how to love you is because I'm loving you through my flesh. There is no fear in love. But the perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, right? Whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command, whoever loves God, must love his brother. Whoever loves God must love his sister. So if I'm full of the Holy Spirit, then love is going to be produced out of me always. Not all that discernment, not all that criticism, not all that overthinking, not all, uh, all that other, other process. One of my friends, um, one I, my flesh rises up. One time I had got mad at somebody. And I was just going to cut them off. I'm like, I'm going to just cut this person off. And one of my friends called me. She said, that is not who you are. That I, I, I know the love of God in you. That is not who you are. Before you cut them off, pray and ask God what to do. So I had to pray and I had to begin to love them. Now, this was a situation where the, love, the Lord told me, if they're not receiving your love, just kind of shake the dust off. But that doesn't mean that I don't come, I don't stay in a position of love. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. Always hopes. Always perseveres. Love never fails. Vanessa, you're so right. Love will make you act right. So let me do a check for those of us who feel like, I just love everybody. I'm always loving and kind. If you're not receiving that back, check your love. Because you still might be loving folks in your flesh. You might not be loving yourself in the nature and the attributes and the character of God. If love will, love will disrupt something, Love will change something. Love will correct something. Love will draw something in. Love will, love will pull on somebody. 
Love will change a person's heart, right? Love will make somebody want, want you to love, your, love their God. Love will do all of that. Like, love will do it. If you're not receiving back, because if you sow that, you can reap that. Your love, your love, your love walk, your stuff and your love might be from the flesh and not from the spirit. That's it. Let's do our confession today. Oh, that's powerful. That's so powerful. This is so powerful. I pray that you change. That's, that's what the love of Christ, when we show the love of Jesus, that's what's going to do. That's, people ask me all the time, how do you know Jesus is real? Because I was so mean. I was so mean. <laughs> oh my God, I could cut you with my tongue. And I, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm just upfront. I'm just exacting, you know. I'm just being who I am. It was not God. I was so mean. I was callous. I was sarcastic. I would not put a guard over my mouth. And I was going to church. <laughs> and I loved God and I served in the kingdom. But I was not operating in the love because love will beget love. Ooh, that's what I'm going to title this devotional. Love will beget love. Love produces love. The love of Jesus tears down strongholds. The love of Jesus is a sharper than two any edged sword. The, remember, John said the word was with God. That's Jesus. It's, that's love. That love going to tear down. It's going to demolish. Woo! It's going to pull it out. I just tell it like it is. Ain't nobody asked you to tell it like it is. Ain't nobody asked you to always have something to say. Ain't nobody asked you to always have something. Love produ if love isn't being produced in your life, you got to go back and check yourself. <laughs> you got to go back and check yourself. Jesus Christ's love will change. So if I'm, if I'm showing the love of Jesus to someone else, it's going to change the situation. It was designed to. <laughs> it was designed to change the situation. That's deep. Come on, get our confession in. Father God, I pray over every meeting, every conversation, and activity I engage in today. I pray that all my steps, y'all hold on, don't get off. All my steps be ordered by you, that my heart and my mind always respond in obedience to your directions. I pray that I choose the way of righteousness when faced with many paths of judgment, that I will always fulfill your priorities and never allow my flesh to dictate my actions or my attitudes. This day, I do all the things to the glory of God, and I'm fruitful in every good work. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, my God. I got to do something real quick. Judah! Judah, wake up. <laughs> Today is your 12th birthday. Get up out the bed. Y'all, today, my Judah, my Judah, Jay is 12 years old. I got to give a major shout out to Judah Michael Johnson, who turns 12 years over today. The young king in our house, priest, prophet, 
Warrior Judah. Get up, Judah. Wake up. It's your birthday. Happy birthday, Judah Michael Johnson. Mama loves you more than anything in this world. I'm so excited about you turning 12. Uh, we're making our transition to 13. Also, happy birthday to Kimberly Searcy. Happy birthday to Kelly as well. But I definitely got to shout out the young king in my house. Happy birthday, Judah Michael Johnson. He is, well, he's not a cowbell type of person. Cowbells are for Josiah. I have to give shout outs to Judah. You got I, cowbells are a Josiah thing. Uh, I got to give shout outs to Judah. And I know he heard me because he said, ma'am, <laughs> oh, ma'am, ma'am. So happy birthday to Judah Johnson. It is definitely going to be a celebration all day in this house. We're going to celebrate Judah as soon as he, we're going to be jumped up on sweets, on donuts, on cake on pizza, however we want to do it today, we're going to celebrate Judah. Two things, if the Lord places it on your heart to give, go over to the website, thekeechamjohnson.com, and you can give there, or cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y, you can give there as well. Woo! Thank you, Lord God. Um, the second thing is, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, can I tell you, that's what's going to change you? That's what's going to transform you. My God, Father God, I thank you. Oh, Lord God, I thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a Savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email. Info at justbeinglmj.com. We about to celebrate. Judah had a rough 11-year-old year. He did. He did. He had a lot of changes this year. Um, you know, he had hurt his leg this year. Um, just all kinds of strange stuff went on. And I watched Judah mature and persevere. So we getting ready to celebrate coming into 12 years old. Life should be celebrated. Life should be celebrated. So we definitely get ready to celebrate Judah J today. I love you. I love you. I love you. Like, I love you. But more than anything, God loves you. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience God's love. God's love is not predicated on conditions. Let someone else experience the love of God through you. Somebody needs to see Jesus in you. Come on now. Let somebody else experience the love of God in you. I love you so much. Love, peace, and blessings. Woo! Judah, get up. Get up, Judah. Get up. It's your birthday. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.